but um, my first episode of my podcast, The Nourished Life. So today I want to talk to you all about the three biggest actions that impact sustainable nutrition. So I've gone through this many, many times with my clients, um, which they keep getting, you know, those those nuggets of gold out of. Um, how do you say that? I'm going to be really awkward now that I've got like three like cameras and live everywhere. Um, but these are the things that I've found over nearly 10 years of being in the, in the fitness industry um, and now as a nutritional lifestyle coach, the three biggest things that impact on someone having sustainable nutrition. Now, when I talk about sustainable nutrition, I'm talking about something that will nourish your body, um, you know, over a long period of time, not jumping on fads um, and creating food rules and scarcity and deprivation, which seems to be a really big thing um, that's that's happening in society and that's been ingrained in us, you know, uh, don't eat after 8pm, carbs are bad, um, you know, all this nonsense. So today I just thought I would bring you the three biggest actions that I have found over the 10 years of working with people um, that can impact on having a sustainable nutrition and therefore leading into things like sustainable weight loss, being happy with body image, um, having more self-acceptance and self-love for ourselves. And when we have those things, then that can um, flow out into almost everything that we do in the world. Um, you know, the intimacy that we have with our partners, uh, the the way we parent, the way in which we show up in our careers and our jobs, the, the you know, just everything. I really believe that if we get our health in order and stop the battle when it comes to diet, uh, and nutrition, then it seriously has so many other health, uh, uh, implications to every other area of our lives. So jumping straight in, the first one that I find is failing to plan and prep. Now, I know this isn't sexy. No one wants to be told that, you know, in order to um, in order to have sustainable nutrition, you need to have, you know, prep and plan everything. But once you build the habit and I'm all about building habits. I work with my one-on-one nutrition clients um, on a two-week kind of basis. We establish what's going on in their lives and we look at something that we can implement over a two-week period because a lot of research shows that it can take up to two weeks to establish a habit. Um, So once you've kind of established the whole planning thing, then it becomes second nature. It's not like a thing that you have to do. It's just a thing that you do. It's a part of your everyday life. Um, and that is why these are one of the things like all these things that I'm about to talk about today, I do effortlessly. It's just a part of who I am and what I do. And I feel that that is a big reason why I stay at an optimum health. That is why I'm lean all year round, you know, because I just do these things as a part of my daily life and planning and prepping is a big one. So, um, having a proper plan and then prepping from that plan. So I just want to acknowledge that, you know, everyone has the same amount of time. We always say that we're so busy because we've got, you know, endless, endless to-do lists, work, kids, house, activities. Um, but I want to put myself out there and say that, you know, I have all those things going on as well. But it comes down to what I believe is priorities, education, and to a lesser extent, boundaries. So priorities. Um, if you have not made health or prepping or planning a priority, Um, and you're doing other non-essential things that aren't really impacting on your health and your goal is to improve your health, then, um, then you need to kind of narrow down what you're doing there with regards to your priorities, making it a priority for yourself. Education, I find, is a big one as well because you might have made it a priority and you plan on planning and prepping. Um, But if you don't really know what you're doing, then that can be hard as well because there's so much information out there um, that you can just get lost in. So another thing that I 
you know, it is a mission. One of my missions is to just simplify nutrition for people as well, because there's so much shit floating out there that people just don't know what to do. Sometimes they don't know what to eat. They're hearing things about dairy and gluten and keto and fasting and not eating past 8 p.m. and don't drink your calorie, you know, all this sort of stuff. So <clears throat> keeping it simple and to a lesser extent boundaries. So let's just say you're like, I have zero time. Okay. Well, if you, if you are constantly saying yes to work and you're being overworked, you don't really need to work those hours. Um, then it's about setting boundaries, you know, okay, maybe I am saying yes too much to work and that's actually impacting um, on me prioritizing my health and wellness and being able to plan and prep my meals. So um, yeah, just wanted to acknowledge that everyone has the same amount of time. It's just about how we spend that time and how we prioritize things. All right. So when it comes to planning, so you want to be able to plan from Monday through to Sunday. So we can still count. And this is the undoing for so many people. Um, you know, they go great from Monday to Friday, but then Saturday and Sunday come and, you know, they might double or triple their caloric intake over the weekend, which pretty much undoes all their great work during the week. Um, or, you know, they're really clean and lean through the week, but then they're having all these, um, you know, additives and preservatives and things that just, um, you know, ramp up inflammation within the body and it can impact on their physical health as well as their mental health. So I really like to preach, you want to be able to plan from Monday through to Sunday. And that is not to say that you can't have takeout with your family or go out um, and enjoy a meal, but you've planned for that. You know, you've planned for these things. So you want to be able to plan for breakfast, lunch and dinner and bonus points if you plan for your snacks as well, because they still count. You want to be able to get a collection of recipes. Um, you know, I've gone in and out with regards to my beliefs on recipes, and I feel that it is good to have a collection of them, like your go-tos, the things that you can make easily, you know that are nourishing, that are high in protein, um, more on that in a minute, um, but also have a non-attachment to them as well. Like know that you can create what you need to create in the kitchen um, and not get caught up. Like I need a recipe for that, I need a recipe for that, because it can, I've seen people get into that sort of, um, that mindset where they have to have a heap of recipes for everything. So, but having a few is really good to help you get started looking over the week ahead and noticing any obstacles as well. So if you know that you have something on for the week, um, then you want to be able to make sure that you've catered for that. So if you're back to back meetings, you want to make sure that you've packed, um, you know, your, your chopped veggies, your bits of fruit, your nuts, um, your protein shakes, your shredded chicken, like whatever it is, because if they're things that you need to pick up in between, then it's not going to suit having a sit down proper meal like maybe you normally would. So noticing any obstacles and if you're addressing, uh, addressing them um, before they happen, then you can overcome them without it impacting um, on your nutrition. If we plan well, we will also minimize um, food wastage. Food wastage, I don't want to go there now because it's another topic that I'm very passionate about. Um, but what I normally advise is I kick it old school, pen and paper, um, you want to write down what you're having for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and then snacks. So, you know, Monday, um, so breakfast for the weeks might be an omelet on Monday, protein pancake Tuesday, banana pancakes Wednesday, big, um, big um, pancake fan. <laughs> um, but the banana pancakes that I give to my clients, that recipe is the tits because it's um, really, really high in protein and all the good stuff as well. Um, you might have poached eggs on, um, I don't even know what day it is. And then, you know what I'm getting at. Um, you might be going out to breakfast and have smashed avocado and feta on sourdough toast because that would be amazing if I had that when I went out. 
Um, but you get the gist. You've got this whole weekly plan and this is what we're going to eat. We're going to try this new recipe here. And then from there, you can um, create a shopping list as well. But you then flow into prep. So this is based on your lifestyle. Um, I notice I'm talking very fast. I want to get through stuff and make sure that I'm not um, not necessarily wasting people's time, but I want to deliver as much information I can as I'm sitting here with you guys. Um, so anyways, this is based on your lifestyle. I'm not going to tell you that you need three to four hours in the kitchen um, when that doesn't suit you, your lifestyle, your family's lifestyle. So a few different things that you can do with regards to prepping is do a big cook up on a Sunday um, for the uh, for three or four days and then do another on Wednesday and Thursday because remember, weekends still count. Um, if that doesn't suit being in the uh, in the kitchen on a Sunday for a few hours, then you can double batch your meals. So whatever you're doing for um, uh, whatever you're cooking for dinner can be lunch for the next day and you can do it like that as well. Or you can cook as you go. So if you spend a lot of time at home, you enjoy cooking, um, you know, time management isn't really an issue for you, then you can cook as you go. I do a mix of all this on a Sunday. I will batch cook some things. I will double batch meals and I will cook as I go because that works with my lifestyle, all of those three things. Um, cool, cool. So that is planning and prepping. Moving on to the second thing that I see that impacts sustainable nutrition and that is... Uh, Protein and vegetable consumption. So I see an underconsumption of protein and veggies and an overconsumption of carbs and fats. And this can play out in a non-ideal way with regards to body composition. So when we talk about protein, protein is the macronutrient that keeps us fuller for longer. And if we are hitting our proper portion sizes of protein a day, it will more than likely minimize snacking and overeating. Um, with regards to muscle protein synthesis, so you obviously need protein to increase your muscle mass. The more lean muscle mass you have, I'm talking about women as well, the higher your fat metabolism is. If there were two 60-kilo females standing in front of me and one had more um, lean muscle mass than the other, she would just burn more fat so much more efficiently um, than, than the person with less lean muscle mass. So it always pays off to have more lean muscle mass. Uh, while I'm on that, uh, I'll actually, I'll address it soon with regards to portion sizes. So yeah, that's what I see with regards to protein and veggies. So what a day would look like if you were to hit uh, your protein intake. So it would look like one to two palms. So the palm of your hand, so the, the thickness um, and the, the circumference without the fingers, um, one to two of those per meal. So that what that would look like would be two eggs for breakfast, maybe a palm or an equivalent is 150 grams-ish of chicken and one palm or 150 grams of steak. So if you are training, having a protein shake and or uh, branched chain amino acids will increase your protein intake as well as maybe a snack in between meals such as a can of tuna or some shredded chicken or whatnot. So that's what your day would look like with protein. So you can start to kind of reflect on your day and be like, you know what, I am not hitting my protein intake. If you are struggling with snacking, if you are uh, struggling with overeating at certain meals or undereating at certain meals, if you're lacking lean body composition, if you're wanting to increase muscle mass, strength, um, all those sorts of stuff, um, then in increasing your protein intake starting there. Then with regards to veggie, so what a day would look like if you were to hit your veggie intake. So that's one or two fists. So if you create a fist with your hand, at least one or two of those, every single meal. Um, 
given you know uh, soil depletion um, and the mineral content of our fruit and veggies these days we are not getting nearly the same amount as we used to back in the day so um, not only are the vegetables that we are consuming you know under um, under whatever you want to call it you know uh, is minimal in micronutrients that means we have to get even more stuff so what a day would look like with regards to consuming um, a good like having a good veggie intake would be a breakfast omelette so you've got your eggs obviously and then spinach tomatoes red onion um, or spring onion green capsicum red capsicum mushrooms all those sorts of things um, to really bulk up that breakfast that is a decent breakfast like if you are eating that first thing in the morning after training or yeah just first thing in the morning anyway you are setting yourself up really really well with regards to with regards to micronutrients as well as pretty much hitting all the macronutrients as well uh, for for lunch, it would be a big ass salad. Uh, for dinner, would be baked pumpkin, carrot, and beetroot with maybe steamed uh, bok choy, bok choy beans, and zucchini. So you might be thinking this this seems like a lot, but start where you are and set small goals. So most of my days look like this. Plus, I aim to get a cold press green juice in first thing in the morning to make sure that I get all of my vitamins and minerals, regardless of how my day turns out, because. Um, you know, she can hit the fan sometimes. It is what it is. But if I start my day with a, a cold pressed green juice and I get all that goodness in first thing in the morning, um, then um, yeah, that's that's a big tick in my box. All right. So last thing that has the biggest impact on sustainable nutrition, and this is probably the the biggest. This really is the biggest because if your head doesn't work, then anything else that you try and do, you know, it, it won't play out in in life. So I'm going to just run through a few things that I see with regards to mindset that stops people from having that sustainable nutrition. So the first one is perfectionism. Now, I know a lot of us get caught up in this, but instead of perfectionism, try good enough. You know, the decent method you follow consistently is better than the perfect method you quit. So just listen to that again. The decent method you follow consistently is better than the perfect method you quit. So always striving for that good enough is going to get you one step closer um, than trying to be, you know, a perfectionist or, you know, it's too hard basket. So then you quit and have to start again. So this next one's a big one. Um, instead of that all or nothing thinking, um, which a lot of us do, um, you know, think of, you know, diets can only possibly start on a Monday because if you if you stop it, you know, if you screw up or whatever um, on a Thursday, you can't you can't jump back on the wagon. You have to wait till Monday. Um, but instead of all or nothing thinking, trying to operate along a spectrum of possible options. So instead of overhauling everything, try tiny changes that you can do consistently. So, for example, let's just um, think about protein. So instead of going, oh, shit, now I need to do protein, veggies, increase my steps, water intake, get eight hours of sleep. Like, you know, that's where people, um, they get overwhelmed. There's too many rules. It's, it's, it's overwhelming. So tiny changes that you can do consistently instead of all or nothing. Like don't go, all right, I'm going dairy-free, gluten-free, vegan. I'm going to fast. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> so pick one thing. So instead of lack of planning and preparation, try learning your patterns and looking ahead. So I discussed this before, but think about what's coming up for you in the next hour, the next day, and a few days, and walk through your environment, noticing what triggers you to overeat or overdrink or things in your environment or things that are coming up that don't support the behavior that you want to, um, you know, that supports the habits and the goals that you want to achieve. All right, moving on. Instead of good and bad trade-offs. So this is a big one as well. Coming back to our own grown-up values and be compassionate with ourselves, you know. 
um, not this is good and that's bad. And if it's bad and I eat it, I'm a piece of shit. It's like be compassionate and consider the cause and effect. Okay. If I eat this, I know that it's not ideal. I know that it's not nourishing. I know that it's not going to get me one step towards my goals, but I'm making the decision right now to eat this. Um, and I'm going to own it and I'm not going to have any guilt or shame. Uh, and then you move on from that. So, you know, as grown-ups do, stay true to who you want to be. So acknowledging that, but going, okay, this is the behavior. I don't want to continue this behavior. I don't want to continue these habits. So yeah, connecting back to that, who do I want to be? Who does that person, that person that you've written in your goals, what do they do? You know, how do they behave? So instead of screw it, try learning your own physical hunger and fullness cues. So this is really hard to do in this day and time because we've got our screens everywhere. We're watching TV. We, um, you know, we, we're kind of shoveling it all in and we're doing all this and we're distracted and we're not actually sitting and smelling and looking and registering physiologically what's going on when we're consuming food. So recognizing physical hunger and fullness cues. And by the way, I just want to throw it out there as well that it's okay to be hungry. It is okay to be hungry, especially in between meals. You know, we hunger is just um, a physiological response. It doesn't mean that you have to consume food right there and then as well. But notice when, where, and how you're likely to say, oh, screw it. You know, other, otherwise known as disinhibition, the screw it effect is actually caused by food rules that we ultimately want to rebel against. So, you know, think back of the time when you wanted to go, um, you know, ha- do a challenge and they're like, all right, we're going we're gonna to cut carbs. And I mean, I've done it before and there's, um, it does have its place, but when someone says that or that's, you know, a part of the rules with regards to the challenge or diet, whatever, you, you want to re- rebel against that, you know. They've put you in a cage and it's like, okay, you must conform to this. And it's like, you know, and when you don't conform, um, that's when you feel like you failed kind of thing, that screw it effect. So that's a big one that I found as well. So someone asked me about this the other day, cheat day. Do you agree on cheat days? No, I do not cheat. No, no, I don't cheat. No, I don't agree with cheat days because it, it has that, that scarcity mindset. It's like, I can't have this, but then when I can have it, it's binging and it's over-consuming and it's not great for the mindset. So instead of cheat day, trying to cultivate uh, an abundance mindset. So for most people, having the mindset of cheating means that they're playing a game with rules and a game that game is, is scarcity and deprivation. So we want to break down those barriers. Now, another thing, instead of trying to fill the void, so sometimes we can get caught up in our head, um, try and get out of our head into our life. So reaching for a snack or a glass of wine, I guess, is better than the emptiness or the sadness or the loneliness. But the antidote is to do something, an activity that brings you purpose or joy and or meaningful connections with your life. So, you know, going out and going for a walk, like journaling, reading, connecting with the kids, walking the dog, like doing things. Like if you find that your trigger is when you sit down to watch TV, this is what you do. Um, and the trigger is a TV, then, you know, maybe replacing that with something else. Like that, that is just a, a minefield of things that I could talk about there. But, um, you know, getting out of that headspace and trying to fill the void by doing something, something other than that thing that's going to lead you down that road. So I just wanted to leave it with you are free to eat. I believe you are free to eat and drink anything that you want. You choose your behavior. Just remember that different choices produce different outcomes and it's ultimately your call. So thank you everyone that's tuned in today on Instagram, on Facebook and this soon to be uploaded uh, podcast on the Nourished Life uh, podcast on Spotify. But I hope you all have a great day and I'll chat to you next time.